Welcome to episode 104 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies, plus tips, apps, and gear. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg. My co-host, Warren Sklar, is here, and he's beaching. How are you doing, Warren? I'm beachy. Very beachy today. Uh, yeah, good. We have a, we have a, 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 in Belmar, New Jersey, which is uh, the beach. Uh, we have a house, and I am uh, I am at the house. So we try to do it on the weekends, and uh, it's it's a nice getaway. Be a short week next week. So, and yeah. I want to welcome back uh, my returning guest, uh, Mr. Chuck Joyner from Mac Voices. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm good, David. I am not beaching, but I am good. I am not either. So, uh, figured this would be a great time to have you here because. Uh, my head's exploding, I can tell you right now. <laughs> so all the information that we uh, have absorbed over the last four days about yes. uh, the WWDC, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. That's going to be pretty much our, our show today is just what, what was announced and just kind of gets our views of uh, where Apple's going. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have a good lively conversation. Um, I'm talking to you from my Mac Mini because my MacBook Pro decided to not power up anymore. So um, I'm very lucky to have that. So I'm very happy. And I also want to give a shout out to... To, uh, Rogue Amoeba because I was panicking because I lost all my sessions in Audio Hijack and, and within 15 minutes they replied back to me to tell me where they're located I didn't know uh, so we're uh, definitely going to give them a shout out they're, they're, they're awesome uh, I'm sure Chuck you agree with that too you use a lot of their products too yeah absolutely Paul, Paul and his team do just an, an absolute amazing job it's, it, it's, it's like voodoo you know every time you think okay there's nothing else they can do with audio they come up with something that, that you really can use and you didn't even think about the yeah, fact that you yeah. needed and, uh, customer, customer support top notch I mean they, uh, they literally replied back to me in 15 minutes I mean I, I, it's unheard of so anyway I want to give them a shout out and thanks and we're up here and uh, giving you a good, uh, good, good, good sounding podcast because I, I got my sessions back so, um, so let's uh, go ahead and let's just get started. We got a lot to talk about, and um, and of course, really not going much. Much of the news is going to be this week. Of course, is going to be uh, WWDC because uh, uh, a lot of things were announced, and we're going to give you a lot of our thoughts here this week. Um, we usually talk about inner topics each week, uh, beta the testing, and because uh, Warren is, as, as we mentioned pre-show, he's always likely living on the edge. He's using his Mac on Big and on Big Sur, and uh, Zoom isn't working. Uh, Max. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's not. Uh, oh, you have Max. That's right. Every every Mac you own is got is on on beta Big Sur, Big Sur. So, uh, uh, so um, I, we noticed a beta uh, iOS thirteen point six beta two is still out there. Um, and I'm not sure what Apple's going to do. I would assume that we're going to going to release that pretty soon here. Um, I don't know. Have you had heard anything, uh, Warren, about that? Um, as far as uh, releasing the, uh, the production of 13.6, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, the production of 13. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, as uh, this is kind of unusual time doing parallel parallel betas uh, with old and new. So it happens usually. Of course, iOS 14. Is yeah. Out. Usually they'll. I mean, I keep I say this every week, but they like to have their final polished uh immaculate version of that last operating system so they could uh, retire it properly because they know a couple of um, phones uh and devices won't update till uh, uh, to 14 so they like to make sure those guys are okay although there's not that many that could do you we'll, we'll go over the list but there's most of the stuff that did 13 could do 14 so see how that goes yeah yeah 
yeah, to be definitely interesting. Um, and I said, I, I, you worried about us talking about all this stuff here. I want, I was going to uh, hit the numbers right away. I, there was, there was a great article. I know uh, Chuck, you posted this in Matt Quoice's, uh, the Facebook group, uh, from uh, Max Stories, uh, the, the keynote by numbers and the numbers were, were, were interesting how they stood out before, before we really get into all this meat of meat of all this, um, uh, Couple things that that, that kind of stood out to me uh, about you guys, but uh, Siri knows twenty more times of facts than three three years ago. Messages has seen a forty percent increase in in, uh, in messages uh, sent and a two times increase in group messages. So that kind of explains their group messages change. Uh, emojis, of course, got to have more headwear. And um, one million apps are now in the, are designed for the iPad, which is absolutely crazy. Um, there's 20,000 apps in the watch uh, uh, app store now, and uh, uh, Safari uh, is uh, much faster on, on iOS as well as the Mac. And uh, there's 23 million developers. I didn't even know that. Did you know that, Chuck? 23 million developers. That's crazy. I, I did not know that. It doesn't really surprise me because there are a lot of folks out there that you know have one or two apps or are doing it sort of as a hobby. Uh, so, But still, 23 million is a lot of developers. That's why you don't. That's why this this uh, virtual WWC is probably very beneficial to many of them because, of course, they only about what two. Or, how many how many people usually come to uh, Dub Dub? Is about uh, three four thousand more than that ten thousand? Oh boy, I have five, no way up five ish. Yeah, I, I mean, think between uh, five and ten. Yeah, uh, and of, yeah. and of course you have to you have to differentiate between how many actually go to Dub Dub itself versus. Yeah, versus what come to San Jose. So I think Dave Hamilton actually said, yeah, I think Dave Hamilton said it was 5,000. And then he also said there was about 5,000 that go to the area that don't go to the, uh, yeah. to, to the actual conference. That hang out, that hang out. So um, the all conference. They, they did mention this on during the, uh, during the keynote about, uh, uh, the, the signing in the signing with Apple, uh, that kayak was saying that the two, uh, there are two times more likely to sign up with the sign in with Apple than they will just signing in natively. And then they did do a demo on that about, uh, uh, converting over, uh, the account from the direct sign in to using sign in with Apple. Um, so security is a big thing. I definitely think, uh, they had a lot, uh, a lot of security discussion about it, which was great. And people, I mean, as I, I I've trust Apple more than any any of the other options, but I still like to have control of my passwords. But a lot of people, I mean, I'm sorry, they just they still are are lax about some of that, and so sign in with Apple is absolutely the, the best option if you're going to use any of the services, um, as opposed to signing up with Google or signing. What what are some of the uh, Facebook, of course. I mean. Do we need to even say that? I, w- so. I would never do that. <laughs> what could go wrong? Come on. It's fine. It's fine. Well, that's, I, I know I, you're a big Facebook uh, guy. You, you probably use it on a lot of yours. <laughs> I've been on it all the time. I mean, I've been on it for a while, and I do sign in with Facebook. But uh, the good thing is they said um, the sign-in with Apple will now take over some older sign-ins with. So I think it said you could replace. If you previously signed in with uh, another service, you could easily swap that out somehow uh in ios 14 so so i might do i might do that um at some point but yeah uh, so i was just gonna say ios 14 there's a news story that just came out that uh shows that tiktok is getting in trouble too uh because uh ios 14 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that just came across the wire as we just came on there. If you read it still quick, I know it said that uh, they got caught for but that but yeah, uh, every few seconds people's clipboards it copies and pastes uh, copies uh, the clipboard from something and uh, nobody really knows why. So you know, it just shows you that you know iOS fourteen and even uh, uh, Big Sur and all that is, and I've seen this in Big Sur too, where it actually tells you it's doing more things in the background. Um, a little banner comes up and, and shows you that. So a lot of these uh, applications that were kind of sneaking things along might have to uh, think of uh, another way to go. You know, I, I I don't understand. I just don't understand. In the world today, with as many people as ha- as as has eyes on this stuff, why they think they can get away with it, or if if the, or if they just figure we can get away with it long enough to capitalize on it. But it, as soon as it comes out and you're, you're caught doing this stuff, I mean, you just, I, I know it seems to roll off Facebook like Teflon, but the, the rest of the world, not so much. And you really then start to look seriously nefarious as, as, as if, you know, what are you trying to catch? Are you trying to catch credit cards? Are you trying to catch logins? Are you trying to catch embarrassing information or photos from people that, and then if you do that, get it, what are you going to do with it? And and I just, I mean, you know, to the developers out there that do this stuff, it's one thing to be sloppy. It's a whole other one to to appear, appear to do it maliciously. I think it's sloppy, more sloppy. Like, um, you know, the whole thing with Zoom, when Zoom first came out, it was exposing all their, their laziness. And I think a lot of it is just laziness on their part, too. And I'm sure TikTok is going to come back and say, listen, we're not taking any of your stuff. We're doing this because this is how we find out um where you're going to watch next or or something like that that you know possibly part of the application and then people will say okay 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 i guess i guess it's fine but um you know i i think i think it's definitely just you know uh, they are making um uh workarounds in a lot of cases when they develop to do things that probably would be a lot easier to do if they they had to do it a different way that that's my hope at least but you might be right it could be uh just trying to steal my credit card. All right, let's uh, go ahead and move on. Um, I wanted to, uh, like I said, we'll we'll skim through a lot of stuff. I know a lot of this has been talked about all week, but uh, I think there's going to be many listeners here that are going to be interested to hear what our views are on it. So let's uh, go ahead and move forward here. And uh, the first thing I want to really touch on first is really compatibility. That really is, was never mentioned during the keynote, and um, and you kind of have to find out about it later. So I figure well, let's let's tell everybody about it right ahead of time. Impressive list for the iPhone. It's going to start from the iPhone 6s and the 6s plus which is unheard of that's a what is that, a five-year-old phone uh iphone and um and then also the iphone se first generation the old uh, uh the, the old phone is going to be uh, compatible as well and of course all the rest of them going from seven all the way up to the 11 and you know, the 10 r all the rest of them that are within the last three or four years so interesting compatibility list i think uh, what do you guys think I agreed. I mean, I think it's great. This just, once again, it shows the value of Apple devices that, that, you know, contrary to what some people seem to think, um, Apple does try to reach back fairly far without, without crippling, you know, the, 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 the need or the ability to move forward. So I, you know, gee, if you, I mean, I've, I actually have a 6S plus that I will use as a camera sometimes. And so I'm delighted I, I'm, I'm shocked and I'm delighted both that it will go to to uh, iOS 14. If 
I'll, I'll be I'll be even more shocked if it goes much beyond that, because you know at some at some point you got to put an end to it. But yeah, this this was outstanding. Yeah, well, no, no, there's there's an excuse for you to put a uh, put beta on a, on a phone there, Chuck. <laughs> trying to kill my camera, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, and then uh, I'll, we'll go through all, all three of the device uh, of the devices that were talked about in our world here. Um, uh, Watch OS seven. You got uh, series three, four, and five. So anything but before that will not be uh, will be at the end of the road. That will not be compatible. Uh, and then the iPads. They the Air two is out, and anything older than that is going to be out. Uh, the Mini four, Mini five. Those are also covered. And then of course all the iPads are going up across the board up to the pros. Uh, including the first gen pros are all are, are compatible. I got I got the first gen um, uh, pro is working on right now. So, um, but uh, uh, that's what's compatible. But here, here I would just have, we're gonna have to listen in the show notes of some of the highlights here. I, I just wanted to just call them out real quick and what we saw. Um, Warren, what do you think of the the widgets on the screen? Are you uh, you've been using them since you've uh, since converted over? Yeah, yeah, I've um, put uh, actually I put the uh, the, the scrolling. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. The one that uh, they showed during the keynote. That one keeps uh, bypassing the the name. Yeah, with the with, with the stacks. With the stacks. Right. So I put that one on there on my home uh, on my main screen. And just today, I actually, I like it a lot, actually. And just today, I'm like, you know, every so often, I'll unlock my phone and saw my second screen with all my uh, app folders in there. And I'm like, oh, you know, I really missed the, uh, the that widget. And I'm like, wait a second. Just add it again. So I put the, you know, you could do that. You could add the same widget on on all your screens if you really want, if you like that kind of a rotating thing, uh, which is really cool. Um, I, I looked into some of the others. Um, I tried, you know, like I wanted a widget that will tell me like what's playing on my music and, you know, that's not really there. It kind of tells you what's played last. So I think they need to come up with a lot more, but I once I do that and third parties do it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really cool. Um you know, of course, it's been on Android. Uh, we talked about before Android had the exact same thing um, for a while now. Um, and they're a little more advanced with their widgets, too. They can be resized and they could be um, – there's a lot of them, uh, a lot more of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, iOS did a good job, you know, doing it. And it, it makes a – you know, it, it's – it's it's the the good part about it is when people see it, it's different. It looks different than the way uh, the home screen used to look, and they're interested in, in in it. And it definitely, you know, makes people interested in going to a new operating system. That's all, you know, because it's it's total visual change for them. They're like, hey, how'd you get the weather on your screen like that? You know, let's get get iOS fourteen. Now, uh, Chuck and I were both on uh, Mike Potter's uh, podcast for Mac Guys Only on Monday, so we got to actually do the reaction time. So we reacted as it, as it occurred. So, Chuck, what was your first reaction to the widgets when when, the, when they announced those? I thought I, I thought that was really cool. I, I like it, David. I mean, I think any any time that Apple can give you the option to put the information that is important to you, or that you can make use of on the screen in a convenient way, I think it's a win. Um, I mean, we we all know, remember the widgets uh, that sort of, there was a widget layer almost to Mac OS, and then that went away. And I always kind of liked that because it was like your own private dashboard you could pop up. Um, the trouble is it just, it, it seemed like that the widgets there never really caught the imagination of enough developers to have uh, the the customization that you would like. 
And I feel like here with, with iOS, there's a better chance of that with, you know, what'd you say, 20 something million developers, somebody's going to decide to play with widgets. Um, and so, yeah, I think this has, has a lot of potential to, to put information I want to see front and center. I do have a little concern with just the fact that I have limited screen real estate and I feel like my home screen is already crowded enough um, with, with things I use on a regular basis. So I kind of envision this almost as, you know, I might have a widget screen as my, as my main screen just for quick glances and then a swipe over to go to my actual home app screen. But, but I'm not running the, the betas. I don't even know if that's possible. So, but but yeah, I think I've had a very positive reaction to it. Yeah, and even though I have it on an iPhone, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm thinking in perspective, looking what 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 a normal person who just reads through a lot of uh, what's been discussed. Um, I think that's where Apple came across and, and decided to create the app library. Uh, the app library is going to uh, can allow you to actually do away with a lot of your home pages, or you can hide them um, and switch entirely to this list-based view because it, it comes in it, it comes in a grid uh, view with large squares, and it breaks it down by suggestions, recently added um, uh, utilities, and different categories but the only thing i'm not too keen about is the fact that they're they're creating these categories based on what they think it should be and 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 not lost well we can create folders like we've been doing for the last you know 10 years of of ios or so uh uh that uh allowed us to do uh uh groups of, of apps as opposed to that but i see where they're going because people that's all they really complained about was the fact that you have eight pages worth of of apps to go through don't you think chuck well yeah i mean look i see i understand completely and i know that i'm in the minority because i gave up on folders a long time ago with just a couple very rare exceptions um, because after a while you felt like you were spending all your time organizing your apps into folders and then you couldn't remember where you put it, you know, and, and, and there are those apps that might bridge two categories of, of yours. And then now where did I do with it? And so I just adopted the, uh, the idea of, okay, if I need it, I'll search for it. And there it is. Um, the, and, and in some of the discussions this week that we've had, you know, there are two problems with that. First of all, if you can't remember the name of the app, you're kind of out of luck. The second thing is, and this is one that I'm constantly guilty of, if I download a new app, uh, now I can't find it because I'm not. You know, yeah, that's how it's been for me. Yeah, I can't and find so, it. You know, I, I, I end up having to search for it. Or if I, if I like, you know, earlier today, I did some updates and I'm looking at apps that are updating. It's like, you know, I really don't need that anymore. Now I got to go try to find it on which screen to get rid of it. And so if it, if it went into a folder, at least that would give me a starting place. But that, that is not the best use of this, I don't think, or a, a good reason to adopt it. And uh, uh, Warren, you've been using the app library, obviously, for the last few days, like I have. What's been your initial usage of it? Are you happy with it? Not happy with it? No, I like it. So um, it's, it shows all your apps, and I like the list, and you could go up top and search what you need to, to search for if you don't know the name of it. But I like that it's uh, in alphabetical order, which is something I've wanted on uh, iOS home screen for, like, ever. Um, and, um, you know, a couple weird things uh, – actually, one weird thing is uh, – if you just just as a FYI for anybody running a beta, if you hide uh, if you hide an app uh, prior to this, the app view doesn't care. 
So if you hide uh, one of your apps uh, for whatever reason, um, the suggestions uh, on the last page in the app view uh, doesn't keep that hidden. It doesn't care. Uh, it will. I think they'll fix that because I think that you know people hide apps. They want to hide an app. So, um, what else can I tell you about the app view? Um, it does. Um, are we talking about also the suggestion box on the bottom as well? The uh, the yeah, it does a good job um, on categorizing what it knows. Uh, some apps it has no idea, uh, and there's no way to fix it. So if you have an app that should be in one of the categories, you can't move it into the right category of that box, um, which is kind of, you have no control, which is kind of annoying um, because it, you know it does such a good job with the other ones that you're like, okay, well if I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it. But if it's if it's not going to work for all my apps, then then I got to figure that out too. Um, but yeah, it's a it's it's. It's funny that I, I just decided to start randomly just downloading apps. I'm not using them on this phone, the, the, my beta phone. And uh, I'm looking at the the, uh, the category creativity, and it has the uh, the camera, the photos app, and then yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, cr I'm creative with, I guess, creativity yeah, for TikTok. Watching huh? videos is creative. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not perfect. So, I mean, I th and I think that's going to be a large... That's going to be a large uphill battle for Apple too. With so many apps out there, I don't know how they're going to, you know, I don't know how they're going to manage that. How they're going to figure out what category and some things don't, you know, they transcend categories too. Um, so what do you do with those? And then some things don't really even fit into any of the categories. And what do you do with those? And I think, um, you know, even even trying to manage it manually, which if, you know, before this, I had, you know, folders and I did, you know, probably whatever you guys and Chuck does, which is I created my own lifestyle folder. I created my own games folder and I moved the stuff into that folder too. And even that is kind of, you know, at that point you got in your mind what it's supposed to, what you want it to be. And now Apple's come along and said, well, let's, let us try it too. So um, it's, it's not going to be an easy thing for them to do. I don't think. No, and uh, and and, the, and you're right. I, I love the uh, alphabetical list view. All you do is drag down, and you have an A to Z listing of all the the apps. You didn't have that before, and then the search bar is at the top there too, so you can look as well. So uh, that's that. A couple other things we'll mention. Uh, I think that stood out. The the Siri UI now is compact. You know, because we're happy, and of course I shouldn't have said that because it just went off on my on my computer. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, it, uh, she just comes up with a small little icon now at the bottom of the screen. Screen, uh, which is good and the same thing with uh, the call notification which was great and you know whenever someone would call you it'd be a full screen that it would interrupt whatever you're doing now if you're in the middle of something like if you're going safari or in an app or whatever it's just going to show the small little notification compact compact notification bar um that came up the top I, you, you were pretty excited about that weren't you chuck yeah I, you know in further thinking about it i guess i have mixed feelings i mean obviously i should have my ringer turned up um, if I'm expecting call or willing to take it. Um, it I, but it's it, more than one time I've looked over when I'm doing something else and realize, hey, there's a phone call coming in and I had the ringer turned off. Um, and that this will eliminate that. But I also, I've, I confess, I've also been in the middle of things where it's just like, okay, if I could just... It, it takes me away from it. If I could just do two more key clicks and, and or hit a send button and then it's done and I can answer the phone. And, and, and I don't forget to go back to it. 
So I, I've, I think if, if I have to trade off the two, I'll take it the, the new way and just have to learn to turn my ringer on, um, you know, pay att- more attention to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's just definitely going to be interesting. So, um, the other thing too is it does the same thing with FaceTime, and uh, uh, the other thing I'll, I'll stand out. Speaking of FaceTime, is uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to, for that to be my my full time device. Is the fact that when you use FaceTime and you have to go look at something, it's still going to show you. It's going to keep the picture in picture. It's going to show you while you're going to look at something and not put it in pause because you know, all the time anybody we talk to us on uh, talk to on FaceTime, we're always uh, you're paused whenever you're going to look at something you know whether it be browser wherever so um so i'm glad they glad they did that um Apple Maps. What really stood out was the, uh, the they've added the, uh, the the Power UI, showing where all the the power stations are for electric cars, uh, except for Tesla. Um, I think we mentioned that yesterday, Warren. That uh, uh, Tesla, uh, who, who cares? And, and guy was of course was who cares? <laughs> yeah, I care because uh, you know I want a Tesla, but I also want uh, you know the the Apple uh, the Apple integration with it. I can't both so. Yeah, we can't. So, uh, but uh, cycling—it's got more guides than you ever could think of, and they improve the maps. And then, of course, they did add—I uh, guess they're they're enhancing all the maps in other countries, Canada, UK, and France. So I think were the three that were mentioned. So uh, that was exciting. The Translate app was pretty exciting, and I, and I've tried it, and we see we saw the demo on on Monday during the keynote. Um, I, it's very accurate, and it works really well. I was uh, really impressed with it, uh, and many different languages that are available uh, as well. And I've tried it for quite a bit, and it's 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 really accurate. And then you got the full screen mode, so you can show the person what you're saying as po- as well as uh, speaking it. So, um, did you have any? Were you uh, uh, surprised at this at all, or do you think it was good, Chuck? No, I think this. It's it. I mean, Google's had a not obviously as smooth as Apple's integration with the phone, but we've had tra- pretty good translate apps out there for a while. So it it just makes absolute sense to put it on your phone. And you knew that Apple was going to try to do it right, as far as not just the translation, but also the interface. And I, I think, I think honestly, I think I was more as as impressed with the interface design and the way that you can, you know, you can use it sort of in your own personal mode, or you can turn it around and show it to someone. Um, it, it it just makes perfect sense. It's like it, this is the way it should work. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and um, uh, do you have any thoughts, Warren, on that? Um, just it's going to come in handy when we're able to go places again. Yeah, <laughs> when we go places, I guess, right? Uh, the uh, the messages app did had quite a bit of overhaul, and, and in fact, it goes across the board. And Mac OS is going to have a much more robust, enhanced uh, messages app, similar to iOS, which we'll talk to we'll talk about in a little bit here. Um, but in the messages app, you now can pin up to nine conversations up at the top of the screen. It makes it easier to get to those conversations. I don't know if you, but you guys, but when you're in kind of long conversations and the texts are going back and forth and back and forth, and half the time and most of the time they're not anything to do with you. Uh, this way, you actually you can pin it so like if you're actually mentioned uh it'll it'll, it'll tell you otherwise the text just go uh, quietly but you can uh uh it, it also includes adding a, a uh memoji or emoji um in there as well and one thing i they did add as an enhancement i think everybody's going to be excited about is the fact that you're going to be able to search emojis now and not have to thumb through the page to find the one that you want so you can type 
type in a word and it's actually going to tell you uh, what it is. That's so, much better. Because uh, usually yeah, I just give yeah. up. Like I'll, I'll, I'll look for I do one too. particular emoji and I'm like, yeah, screw it. Just the, thumb, <laughs> the thumbs up will work. I the guess. thumbs up always, like, I'm sure Chuck, you use thumbs up all the time. I know as we talk, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 you know, for the, for the folks out there that are trying to learn the emoji, the emojis, I think this is a, a great way to do it because you have that on other platforms and you know if you can if you can do integrate that it, it's it's it always surprises me the not only the the growth of of the emoji thing but and i'm sorry I'll, I'll go ahead and say it the age brackets i mean it's not just the kids it's everybody has started using emojis and i mean i know Probably ninety percent of the responses I, I send uh, in texts is are from my watch, and usually that's just a simple emoji, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, um, you know, or or just a couple other standard ones, um, and they convey exactly what you need without having to, you know, type it out. I have a tip and trick for that. All right, go for it. The tip and trick is you're the beta master, so. Well, actually, this is uh, this came over from the last one too, so it's it's been there for a while. But if you if you if you long press on uh, uh, a comment, uh, you'll get a little uh, thumbs up. Uh, you'll get a little row of uh, actions that you could comment. Uh, you could re- re- you could you could it's not respond, but you could kind of like give a little thumbs up or a like in, in the actual comment without actually typing anything. So it's like a like button for the comment, uh, in, in the is, message, um, which uh, I love iOS or, or watch OS iOS. So if you go into any message and it has to be an I message, it can't be a, a SMS, but if you, if somebody texts you and you just hold your, yeah, you hold hold your finger over the actual message itself. You'll get a heart, thumbs up, thumbs down, a ha ha, exclamation points, or a question mark. Yeah, I've so seen, that, I've seen so, that, but I never adopted uh, adopted it as a regular, you know, usage thing. That's, that's that is yeah. like the best thing in the world now because you know yeah, now yeah, yeah. I, I use that all the time. Instead, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now instead of you know like having to actually do the thumbs up or or something like that, I could do that. It's even less interaction, which is perfect. Right, um, and, and, and never, I, I just replied to your, to your message on your truck, and you see it. It's just got this simple thing right in the, up next to the message, so you like yep. just that message. Yep, yep. And it makes a little like uh, sound. The sound comes in a little different when you get that. So, um, it, yeah, it, it pops. Great. Yeah, it's got a. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's great for people who don't want to deal with people. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. That's the way it was put, I guess. Welcome to the anti social <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The anti <laughs> you know, you know, if, if you just kinda like uh you know, stare at your phone for a second, it will it will let people know that you don't want to talk to them. So that that's that's another tip. Yeah. <laughs> um and pretty much all those features we just talked about uh, uh, include are included in the iPad as well. Although the uh, uh, widgets right now I think are still pretty new in beta. I mean, they didn't have a lot in uh, an iPad as of yet, right, Warren? I didn't see too much uh, that you could do uh, at the present time on the iPad. So um, I think people are saying that the widgets, you can't even put the widgets in the same places as a phone. The widgets stayed to yeah, the you left. Can't. No. Yeah. Yeah, it stays left, right? doesn't really make sense to me because that so, would be the place where you would want the widgets uh, on the iPad with the one. bigger screen. 
Yeah. Beta 1. Um, but the two features that stood out for the iPad is they really bolstered a lot of the Apple Pencil support, much more accurate pencil. I haven't had a chance to do that yet because I don't have an iPad that has a pencil. So or I don't have a pencil for the iPad I have that I'm, I'm testing. I'm not brave like Warren is. Uh, but uh, the other thing, the other feature uh, that was really cool is that scribble and being able to go up and actually go into a into a box and let's say you're in, a, in Safari and you want to be able to scribble up uh, 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 Google and you actually can write it in and it actually translates it and it brings you to the website in, in a quick way. And then the other thing was really cool is being able to you know scribble erase a word that's in text and it erases it as well as being able to highlight it and being able to go back and edit it. So so you're seeing a lot more improvements with the pencil. Um, I also heard that the, the, the Logitech, the crayon or whatever they call it, the, the lower uh, end of uh, pencil that's for the lower end my pads is actually going to uh, be able to utilize all those features too, which is really cool. Did, yes. you, have, did you have any, uh, did you any comment? You're, again, you're, that's right. I forget, Chuck, you don't have a pencil, so you, this is not much to you. So I don't have a pencil, um, but I tell you what, uh, first of all, some of these capabilities make me rethink that a little but i was really really happy to see that the logitech pencil will uh will support some of this stuff because that will put that pencil in the hands of a lot of people who would not spend the money for a regular apple pencil and give them access to to some of these features and maybe then you know suck them into wanting all the features of a full-fledged apple pencil so i i I admit yeah i thought that was that was a, a really nice thing to find out and, and the features are interesting, you know, as as we learn to interact with our iPads more, um, some people still like the handwriting thing, so... Um, and then this this hidden little box that was on the uh, uh, on the iPad OS uh, grid when uh, uh, when Apple was doing the, the keynote, uh, it said uh, it is uh, change default browser and email client and. I said, hmm, I know we I had just talked about that in a meeting a number of weeks ago. I said well, I was hoping that that would happen, um, and I guess it has, but uh, it's not working yet because I haven't been able to find it. I don't think, Warren, you have it either, right, as far as uh, being able to change it. I, I have a feeling that the app developers, Firefox, Edge, whoever, and whoever, uh, Spark is a mail app, uh, can uh, probably need to change code so it's able to change. So I bet that's coming. And, but, but interestingly, it was it was shown only in the iPad, not the iOS. On the, not the iOS. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, did you would you would you take take advantage of that? Or are you are you happy with uh, the standard apps? Um, I you know I've I'm happy with Safari. Um, and I don't use Mail. Um, I use I use Gmail, so I use the Gmail app. So it would be nice to be able to change that over for those times when you say, you know, okay, hit, hit email and I don't have to, I will not now, I will not now have to go back out and launch the Gmail app. It'll just be able to open it for me. So it wasn't a huge thing, but it's just one of those little niceties that, you know, they've, they've, they've listened and people wanted that. And so now you've got it. Absolutely. Um, and then we move on to watch OS, uh, new watch faces, new complications. So I can share, a, I can share a, a watch face with you, Warren. I know we'll, we'll, we'll be doing that all the time, right? Uh, changing, sure. uh, constant. <laughs> changing, changing those. Uh, and, I haven't uh, changed my watch face in like five years. So I'm, yeah. I'm the wrong guy to talk to with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't do much either. I, I keep the one I have, I keep it on pretty much. So, and then the complications, uh, which, uh, which is actually new. They'll, they'll have some new complications, which is great. Uh, do, do you, do you mess with watch faces or complications, Chuck? Um, not, 
I, once I found what I, what I want, I tend not to, but once in a while something will creep on and, or I'll see something and it's like, you know, that'd be really nice to have. And so I'll rearrange them a lot. It's, it's, it's sort of like your home screen on your phone. You know, I, once I, once I get it set, I really tend to leave it that way right up to the point that something changes and then, okay, now I'll make the, make the switch. But I'm, I'm all for more complications because again, it's, it's like the, uh, the thing we were saying with widgets, you know, I want the information that I want easily accessible and on the watch, it's even more accessible than on the phone. So, you know, if I want the stock price on Apple stock price on my, on my screen, you know, that's where I want it. And I'd, I'd prefer to have it on the watch than on the phone. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, the more they can do with watch faces and complications, I think the better. Um, we all know people that want to build their own. They want to customize their own. And this is just another step in that direction. Um, and then they added sleep tracking, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, the, uh, sleep tracking is probably going to be it's one of the more important features they've added to uh, the watch OS seven. Um, I guess it, uh, what it's, what, what we, I understand is it's automatically is measuring your sleep and time through accelerometer and gyro information. Uh, and, you know, Bor and I both have CPAP machines, so we kind of get measured anyway because I have one that has technology to actually tell me how much, how, how long I have slept. But I guess this will be interesting. I, I've never worn my, I never wear my watch to, to bed or just to sleep. I always put it on the charger for the night. So it's interesting to see how this will go if it's, you know, if you use it for the day, I mean, how much battery life is going to be left to, to hold you out for the night and then you have to charge it the next morning. So I just, that's what I was kind of confused of how that's going to work. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think, Warren? So after I updated the watch, it, um, I went into the app and it, it asks you a whole series of questions. It just says what time, what time do you usually go to sleep? What time do you like to wake up? Uh, it asks you a few other questions and then like you could set it. And then once you set it, um, you could swipe up from the bottom. There's a complication of a sleep icon that you choose if you want to activate it. Um, so then what happens and I did it, I did it. Well, I sort of did it. So what happens is at eight o'clock or, or nine o'clock, whatever time you tell it that you want to go to sleep, your watch slowly starts to dim until it's like almost goes off. And at first I'm like, I've got to set it during you know, that day. And I'm like, my watch is broken. I, it's not on anymore. So, cause I got the series five. So it, it turns off itself. And, and then, um, at that point it's measuring your sleep. Um, I was about to do it, and then I realized worrying about when to charge my watch the next day would keep me up at night, so it wouldn't work. Um, so, you know, it would basically be a, a, the anti-sleep machine for me. So um, I might try it again. Uh, as you said, I, I have a, I have this CPAP machine. I also have a, a sleep number bed that also does things. And uh, truth be told, I, I am probably the world's best sleeper. I don't have any problems sleeping. I, I, I take three hour naps during the day sometimes. And, you know, I could sleep all, I'm, I'm a great, I'm like a professional, you know, my, my watch is a, you know, you know, you get like stickers for activities. I get stickers for the sleeping. It, it tells me you got to, you are on the, uh, you reached the February goal for sleeping. Uh, and it's only uh, February 3rd. Yeah, it's only February third, and you reach the goal already. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll play with it, but uh, it's not something I really need. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I, it also has that wind down feature where it helps you prepare for sleep. Well, I do that That's every night. I put, I, I put a, I put a radio, my, I listen to the radio. I got one of those uh, headband, uh, uh, Bluetooth headsets that, that go around my head and, and it's got a mask. So it keeps everything dark and within probably about the 20 minutes I'm asleep. So, you know, uh, the best, the best thing with the CPAP, you know, to real fast is my wife, my wife likes to sleep with the TV set on and it drives me crazy. So, um, so I have the CPAP machine and I have earplugs, uh, that I wear every night. And the best part is what you can put the covers completely over yourself because the CPAP machine is like a oxygen mask to the outside. So you can breathe easily. Uh, and I just kind of like cocoon myself and it's, uh, you know, I get the best night's sleep and, uh, you know, I, nobody even knows I'm there. Now, Chuck, would you, would you, would you use any of these things to sleep? I don't, I don't know if, how much you could follow up with that, but <laughs> No, I don't sleep, so that solves the whole problem right there. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I. You know, I think it's. I think it's interesting. I've played with sleep tracking apps um, before. This, uh, we knew this was coming because Apple a while back had acquired a sleep tracking tech company. Um, actually, one that I had interviewed at CES uh, a few years ago, and then all of a sudden they just disappeared, and it's because Apple bought them. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, if if you guys you know have have sleeping issues uh, with with CPAPs, you know, and all, I think it's great. Um, I, I'm trying not to become a slave to some of this stuff because after a while, I think it it, it just it almost defeats itself because it introduces a lot of um, a lot of stress. You know, it's like, oh my god, I didn't get enough sleep last night, so I've got to get more tonight, or I've got to change my habits and. You know, if if you have a health issue, then absolutely, then you start monitoring and trying to find ways to solve it. But you know, I, I'd say proceed with caution on this, unless you can just look at it as a, as a, an interest point, and you know, say, oh, I've I've slept six hours last night, and then I've I only got two hours of quality sleep. You know, it, probably by that point, you are suffering some symptoms if that becomes a regular thing, but. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. I, I think it's great. It's just one more, one more addition to that that whole health focus for the Apple Watch. Yeah, and uh, that's a good follow up uh, for health focus. Um, the activity app is now called Fitness, uh, and and obviously we know Apple has been really focused on the fitness part of the Apple Watch, and a lot of people love it, and that's what they use it for. Um, so it's a completely redesigned activity app, and it's going to uh, be doing all kinds of activities, including dancing, as they uh, as they demonstrate. So you saw her kind of getting in the groove of things, doing a little bit of the dance, and that's good exercise as well. So um, I think uh, I think that's just going to continue to to excel when it comes to that. Um, any comments on the health app, uh, Chuck? Um, the the dancing thing just terrifies me. I'm afraid this is going to just. <laughs> It's, it's, it's going to tur- cause more people to do post more videos of themselves dancing as exercise that I really don't want to see. So, you know, it, great for health. Not sure it's going to be so good for my eyes. Uh, there you go. Um, and, and then uh, they added cycle cycling directions. A lot, a lot of big focus on cycling with uh, the Apple Watch as well as Apple Maps, which is great. Um, and being able to uh, uh, find where you where you want to go and how the, uh, how it is and where the where the 
bike lanes are, if it's busy, if uh, there's there's a, a graded hill or not, um, that's going to be great. Um, but then the one that came across that was the funniest and interesting is the automatic hand washing detection. Uh, being able to put your hand under a faucet and all of a sudden your your watch senses, hey, you're washing your hands. Let me time it for you. And you just wash your hands. And as I saw him watch uh, doing that, it was counting down and telling you, well done. Uh, something you would use, Chuck? <laughs> you, you know, David, I, this is one of those, it, it felt like, okay, we can do this. And so why not throw it in? But that seems to be something, if you've talked to the health professionals long before COVID-19, that was always one of the things I know my doctor always says that that's one of the best ways to prevent, you know, the common cold or the flu or whatever is wash your hands, you know, wash your hands often and off and wash your hands well. And, and as an aside, when COVID-19 started, um, Alton Brown, um, who you probably know from the food network talked about how he had always wanted to do a hand washing video as part of his good eat show. And the producers would never let him do it because it's like, come on, you, you're supposed to be cooking. And you know, he, his big thing is of course, in food preparation, you need to wash your hands properly so you don't contaminate the food. So I, as, as much as we're all laughing about it, I think this is something that if people will pay attention to it, it's, it's, it's really, really important. What do you think, uh, Warren? Would you uh, have you tried it? No, I thought it would happen automatically, but I guess it doesn't. I might have, there's there must be something I have to turn on to to get it to work, and I haven't done that yet. So I have, but I have been washing my hands. So don't don't let that scare you. Well, I, I figured that much. The, the, the <laughs> fact that the watch didn't the fact that the watch didn't tell me that was a. Uh, uh, washing my hands. Uh, yeah, it doesn't mean I, I'm not washing my hands. It's cool, um, you know, and, and you know, there it could start to lead to other things, you know, like brushing your teeth. You're supposed to do that for a certain amount of time. So maybe uh, I, I think there's apps out there already that could do that. Um, you know, uh, these little things are, are are nice. Will it get to be too much for humans to, you know, have the technology tell you these things? too much yeah um but for now it's 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 i think it's just a direct response to the uh, well we know it's a direct response to the covid so um you know we'll see what happens after covid is hopefully gone or vaccinated and see if they people still use that i guess and then uh, privacy. Privacy was a big, big thing, and that was a big topic that towards the end of the keynote. Um, and uh, the big thing I, I, that really stood out to me was uh, the fact that now every uh, app is, uh, app developer is going to have to put in a way that each app collects, tells them what they're collecting, how how things are happening, and how they're tracking you. So they have two boxes that would pop up. It would be a data link to you or data used to track you, uh, which is great. And every app is going uh, to, I believe, has to just to comply with that. So. Uh, they're really implementing a lot of these great, like the uh, uh, great things, and then cross app tracking, and uh, it, it, it's great. Uh, I think it's great that uh, they even continue on. And Apple's been very, very serious about privacy, and uh, I'm real pleased to see that, that it's enhanced even more. And we just mentioned a little earlier about the the TikTok and uh, and the clipboard. So, um, Chuck, what do you think of the privacy of the discussion that uh, Apple had? I've, again, I think this is just Apple iterating and and continuing to improve its privacy stance. I, I love that fact. I know that it's a trade-off between inconvenience or interruption and security. 
And I, at some point, I wonder if Apple will start to put some controls in to turn off certain things. Um, and they may already be in there now. I mean, more than you would know better than I I do because you you have the betas running. But I, I, I think it's I think it's a good thing. I mean, the whole world, everywhere you turn, it seems like your privacy is being taken from you one way or another. And so the more... Yeah, you should be I, aware of. That, that's it. The more, the, it, yeah. more that you can get, the better. Yeah. Any thoughts, Martin? Yeah, I, we were talking before that, uh, that I had the beta on my Mac and Zoom wasn't allowing the, the access to the uh, microphone and the and the uh, and, and my uh, AirPods. So I, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fixed, but I, I'm sure the reason why that happened is you know it's Apple kind of taking, you know, things that could access. That's their big thing is any program that could access things from your human interface devices are going to be monitored a lot more and it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, their stance right now is basically uh, a combination of, you know, ask permission and notify the user of what's happening. And that's what, that's what they're doing. Um, and, and it's good. Um, you know, a lot of people gave um, Catalina a little bit of a hard time because it was a little, it was a little too much. I kept telling, you know, asking, and said, you know, this is asking permission. Are you okay? And then, you know, people start comparing to Vista a little bit um, with, with that kind of thing. But I think they're learning a lot from it. And I think um, the way the iOS is doing it now is really cool because it's just like a little tiny banner on top that says, you know, this program's accessing this and it's, it's not that intrusive and it's not asking you, uh, it's not even asking you, it's just telling you at this point. So, um, I, th I think that's the direction you're going is more in informing the user rather than automatically just making it not work or asking. Well, yeah, speak, you were just talking about camera. The, there's going to be a new camera and microphone indicator um, from the tracking. So um, in the uh, on the iPhone, there's actually going to be a little orange dot that'll appear just above the the, the Wi-Fi uh, bars, and it'll tell you that the, that, that means that the camera is in use. And they're probably going to put some visual indicators in place as well to, to to pop up and tell you, hey, your camera's in use. Hey, your microphone's being used. Are you, are you aware? Because uh, no, that, that, that's you know, it's, it's like going back to people always putting tape on on their webcams on their laptop because they think we're going to turn their cameras on uh, you know, in, in the corporate world, uh, and which is far from what's ever going to happen. So, But that, that was why there was such a big market of having the sliders to cover the, the webcams, too. You could buy those, those little sliders and put on top of them. But I guess I can't say I blame it. People are, are worried about privacy, and, 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 that's, and that's, that's a good uh, direction to go in, uh, as far as uh, uh, that kind of stuff. Does anybody have any more comments about that? Just, just that... You know, there have been some some very limited cases of some of this being allegedly happening in real life. And then you have the movies and, you know, what what the kind of things they promote. And so, you know, I don't think you can blame people for wondering. I mean, I look, I have those little sliders on every one of my devices just because I'm not sure. And I also have I have this and I've gotten to the point that, you know, I throw it over the camera at night. Or, or during the, if there's especially if something is going on that I don't want to see, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it just unless somebody comes in here and does it, they can't defeat the analog, the analog device. And so, you know, and, and who's to say that my camera couldn't be turned on without the little light coming on? 
you know, and, and, and the additions to iOS and iPadOS, I think, are going to be great because you, right now you have plenty of apps saying, can we access your, your camera? Can we access your microphone? And, and completely legitimately, by the way, you know, that's, that's fine. But you forget that maybe you gave access to that. And once you flip that switch, it's on. And there's no way to really take it off unless you dig through the settings and, and, and learn how to do it. Uh, and, and then, of course, when you want it, then it's not on for the, that particular app. Um, a couple more things before we wrap it up here. Um, one, one thing that could kind of stood out to me was the fact that they added an accessibility feature, which I thought was really interesting. It's in iOS 14 on the iPhone and it's, it lets you open up apps and more by tapping the back of your iPhone. And all you have to do is go into the settings and, uh, turn this on since most people don't have iOS 14 yet. I'm not going to really get to go detail, detail how to, how to do it, but, um, you can go in and actually change a double tap or, or a triple tap on the back of the device and be able to say, open an app or turn on a flashlight or whatever you can set it uh, just by telling it um Warren, did you try this at all i did i turned it on um so i turned on i tried to triple tap to go to home and it worked the first time i tried it you basically tapped the back of it and then um it didn't work after that um right now i have a pretty hard case on the back of, um, on my phone i'm wondering if that has yeah i wonder if that has something to do with it so i'll have to play with it with no case on um, to see if that makes a difference. But um, the one time it worked was cool. You know, you could pretty much holding your hand in with one finger, just tap, tap it a few times, and then it goes back to the, uh, the what, you know, I think there's a whole list of things you could tell it to do. But I, I think going back to the home for me would be the, uh, you know, once once it works, I would probably keep that on because that's actually pretty cool to go back to the home screen that way. There's a lot of accessibility features. Uh, Chuck, do you have any uh, thoughts that, that would come in handy for you? I, you know, I want to get my hands on it. I mean, I like the idea. I think Warren just brought up my biggest question, concern, whatever. And that is, since I keep a case on my phone, am I, I mean, I know I'm not for in a second, for a second worried about having to tap it too hard and damaging my phone, but how, how hard am I going to have to tap it through the case to, to get it to work if it will work through a case. So that's, I I like the idea. I mean, I I love the idea. Yeah. I was, that was really, it was kind of neat. I think it's something interesting and it's, it's great to see that the Apple not only is, is making the, the, all of their devices accessible to the, to, to the uh, visually impaired, the handicapped folks who have challenges of being able to, to use their devices and every people who don't have those challenges can take, take advantage of some of those uh, uh, features as well. So I think it's, it's, it's kind of neat that they, that they do that. So, um, last topic I wanted to talk about was, uh, the, uh, the fact that, uh, we aren't obviously not talking too much about Mac OS. Cause of course, big Sur also came out. There was quite a bit of uh, discussion about that, but, uh, and the fact that Apple is now going to be switching to the arm processors or the Apple Silicon. Um, uh, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because also the fact that iPhone and iPad apps will, uh, will now be, uh, be able to be cross-platform. So you'd be able to have your favorite iPhone or your iPhone or iPad app if, if the developer so chooses and be able to manage that availability in all three, uh, all both app stores, uh, as far as, uh, uh, any of the apps, but a key word is that if the developer so chooses, because some, some developers may have an app that they want to keep it separate from the Mac and they, they might have they may have their own app or things like that. So Chuck, did you have any thoughts about when this was announced? Um, just the idea that, you know, I can, I can see apps, I can see iOS or iPad apps running on the Mac. I can't see Mac apps running on 
the iOS on the on iPad OS or or yeah or iOS right now. Um, you know, I I think it's fine. I think that if I were a developer, I would have to really take a good hard look at the what kind of experience my app is providing on on each platform or all three platforms and say, you know, okay, I think it's good enough. My iOS app is good enough to, to go to over to the Mac. It'll, it'll do enough of what I want it to do and it'll give the user enough experience. So I think this was a really interesting and great way for Apple to manage it, that it, it puts the control in the hands of the developer. So if they just want to develop one and, you know, make whatever compromises for whichever platform, great. And if they prefer to have separate apps that are optimized for those platforms, great. And I hope it stays that way. Any thoughts, Warren? I, I think I heard that if it's an iOS or iPadOS uh, app, it's automatically going to get um, the ability to go on the, the Mac uh, on uh, um, Big Sur on ARM. So I, I don't know. I think they could opt out of doing that. Um, so there's a lot of talk on, you know, how is it going to work? The big question is touch interfaces because uh, iOS uh, and iPad apps are based on touch um, where that's probably not going to be the case on these Mac apps. So it's going to probably be a little weird. Yeah, some things are going to be a little weird on that. Um, you know, I, I, I keep thinking um, – it's going to remind me of an, like an emulator, I guess. You, you ever uh, you ever play with the uh, iOS uh, emulators on there? You would you know get a you used to have that. That's what I think it's going to be like, which is kind of a strange. Unless they figure out a better way to 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 work it, it's kind of almost more like going to be like a widget of, uh, than an actual program. It's just going to be a little thing that I can't see playing the games on there without touch. It's going to be weird. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but I guess they figure, you know, the, the hardware is going to be the same. Why not uh, do it uh, if, 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 if you can, uh, if you can. Well, well, no, I just, one other point, and, and this is not, I haven't really tested this out, but it did occur to me um, this week thinking about this, the fact that you're going to be going back, theoretically, the apps can go back and forth, is looking at, at some of the apps on the Apple TV. And they're, they're kind of like iOS apps because you, you, you have a limited control surface, but you still have to click. And so it's, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure my opinion here is fully formed, but I feel like there's some potential, some potential learning to be done from Apple TV apps for iOS apps that someone wants to run on the Mac. And you may have to diagram that sentence to know where I'm going with it. But, you know, I just, I, we're talking about a lot of different interfaces here and we're talking about, you know, some that have a mouse or a trackpad. You have another one with the Apple TV that there's a quasi trackpad, a couple buttons and, you know, a click. And then you have iOS where you have touches and taps and swipes and gestures and everything. And so, you know, trying to pull some of these together and learn the best pieces of each is is an interesting challenge, I think, for developers and for Apple to build the support in for those interface elements. Absolutely. Make sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's going to be interesting, definitely for uh, for sure. One thing I did forget that we should we should talk about uh, briefly here is the AirPods. Um, they they did add some enhancements uh, to the AirPods where it's going to be much more efficient automatic switching, which I can say hallelujah because you know switching from your iPad to your iPhone to your Mac, it never seems to connect uh, very quickly, um, and uh, I'm super happy about that. And then they're also ask, adding spatial audio, uh, which is going to be uh, for the AirPods Pro, uh, be dy- uh, which will be uh, which is uh, gives a dynamic head tracking, so it'll give you uh, sound channels in the correct place and give you a surround experience. And they, they talked about that and showed a graphic of that. Um, so I was uh, happy to see that too. Um, and um, they also added uh, headphone accommodations uh, for iOS 14, uh, which introduced headphone, uh, which allows uh, users to uh, select the sound effect they prefer. Uh, uh, according to Apple, it's, it's individual hearing to help music, phone calls, that kind. Of stuff so they're going to be able to add that too but the, the thing that stood out the most was the airpods and then the automatic switching i think was uh, was a good good thing to hear so any thoughts on that chuck just i'm anxious to see how it works i mean i i'm sitting here i've got an ipad here i've got an iphone here i've got a mac here and so how is it going to know which one i want to do what with now it makes perfect sense if i pick up the iphone the iphone is going to tell my ecosystem that, oh, he has his iPhone in his hand, so the odds are pretty good that's what he wants. But what if I'm watching a movie on the iPad, but I want to pick up the iPhone and check, you know, uh, IMDb for, you know, what I'm watching on the iPad? So what ha- what happens then? So it's going to be just a, a very interesting, interesting implementation. With the, um, with the uh, spatial awareness, um I have a pair of um, headphones that I got for review uh, from, from Audis, A-U-D-E-E-Z-E, and um, they are similar. They're, sp- they're basically uh, head tracking, is, uh, and they're more for gaming. And um, so I reviewed them, and they're, it's, it's going to be an interesting thing. It's basically, it's a weird sensation at first. You put these things on, and if you move your head down to the left, uh, a little more noise, you know, it kind of, tilts with your the, the sound tilts with your head um which is kind of neat uh for games it's kind of neat for probably movies uh it's not really neat for anything other than that i tried a podcasting and just sounded like chuck was whispering in my ear i didn't really like, like it that much um but uh it, it's <laughs> i'm damn glad to uh, hear that <laughs> yeah i'm like whispering in my ear um but it's it's neat so i i think game you know I, Gaming is a big thing. That's what the, the, the spatial technology is for. It's basically for gaming. So you could hear if you're playing a game, you could hear like a you know somebody sneaking up behind you or something shooting to your left compared to your right. Um, so that might be their move uh, to kind of get a little more into that. Maybe with Apple TV, we'll see. All right. Uh, with that, uh, let's uh, let's you guys anything else. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap things up here. Um, uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, uh, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios, and you can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, go to our website, uh, intouchwithios.com, where all the links, to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at daveg65. Chuck. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, giving you all your insights on the WWDC. Uh, where can people find you? 
Uh, come on over to macvoices.com. That's uh, where we talk to lots of interesting people about Apple and tech. And uh, you can find me on Twitter as at Chuck Joyner. Thanks for having me. It's always a blast. Yes, I appreciate you being here. That was a great show uh, last night. I, I was bummed I missed it, though the other night, I should say. And uh, hopefully you'll join more. Uh, you have some great live uh, sessions that you do uh, with a lot of the uh, folks, and that's a lot of fun. So, Warren, uh, they find you on Facebook, right? Where are, you, where are they going to find you? Yeah, find me on Facebook. Um, Chuck, it was definitely a pleasure having you again. It's always good to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's always fun, Warren, from the Beach House. <laughs> 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 That's right. That's my show name, my new show name, Warren from the Beach House. The Warren at the Beach House, okay. All right, guys, thanks. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you again soon.